Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to The Money on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 11th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I am your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they will affect your money in today's economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50. Or you can reach us on the moneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show, we have Laura Curry of Difficult Happens. Are there more jerks in the world now or is bad behavior on the rise? We'll talk about that with Laura today. Also in studio, we have Gina Medea of Windermere Real Estate, Strategies for Success in the Real Estate Market. And our last guest in studio, Suzanne Scheller of Edward Jones, who's helping you captain your financial ship and protect your money from long-term care, cost, and taxes. Great information and great guest in studio. For more information in order to connect with the guests that we have on the show, please call the show at one 855 Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at themoneyara.com. And let's start today's show with a little money chat. Money. Money. Little money chat. Normally I just uh, look right over at Keelan to my left and ask what he has, but I'm going to do that. But before I do it, I got to just share with everybody because you can't see everything that happens behind the scenes. Video clip is about a minute, but I like how Victoria is actually every time Keelan takes a selfie on his phone. So cute. Sometimes I try to photobomb, but I don't get a chance. Well, Victoria today, she's actually taking a picture of him doing his selfie. A selfie of a selfie? But then you're actually looking at all your photos on there before we're actually getting ready to do the show. All of the cool stuff that you've caught on photo from maybe the fun we were having out in the uh, lobby before we came in? Yes, uh-huh. yes. It was pretty awesome. And uh-huh. I, I might have a little content on there too for Money Chat. So I'm cheating oh, well, a little that's, bit. Well, that, well, I cheat too. Yeah. I just right. print my cheating. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm digitally. Uh, I'm never I'm throwing digitally. you under the bus, Keelan, because I would never do that. I just want to share what an amazing <laughs> funny guy you are as Aww. well as knowledgeable in what you do. So what are you going to share with the listeners today? Well, it's the first show of a new decade. Mm. That's pretty huh? crazy, isn't it? 2020. So I had to get some fun yeah, facts. because we took last week off. Now you just told everybody we did a recording of our previous show. I mean, they know, don't they? I don't think so. Oh, but just kidding, know. guys. Yeah, it's it totally is our first show. We Saturday wanted to take today. a week off and give all of our guests a chance to <laughs> take an extra extended to the new year. Yes, yes. it is our first show. So I were, I, um, I'm an 80s baby, and I, I read a meme the other day, so and it young. says, if you were born in the 80s and raised in the 90s and make it to 2020, you've lived in four different decades, two centuries, two different millennia, and you're not even 40 yet. Wow, Can that's awesome. That? Kind of blows my mind. Uh-huh. That's something I enjoyed. I just nerded out on 2020 today. So yeah, some fun it. facts that, um, that freak me out completely. Okay. So Japan is going to build a robotic moon base built by robots and housing robots on the moon which, and this is supposed to happen like soon, kind of blows my mind. Uh China is building a Beijing to London high-speed rail. 
So it's going to wow. connect literally the, the Eastern world to the to 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 London. Oh my gosh! So I mean, these are things that are freaking me out. Cars already drive themselves, but yep. more cars are going to drive themselves. Well, they say that our kids. I don't know if they mean. Well, they must mean your kids, not my kids, because I'm too old to have kids. But so I'm definitely not your age. <laughs> um, uh, Fifty-two to to be exact this year. But um, your they say your kids' generation they're never going to get a driver's license because there so will crazy. be no need for driver's license because nobody will be driving cars anymore. Well, my buddy's got a Tesla, and he once he it knows your route, you uh-huh. just hold the wheel and it drives you home. Yeah, awesome. It's crazy. Uh, biofuels will co- uh, will be cost competitive with fossil fuels. The military by twenty twenty mm. is supposed to have half their whole fleet biofuel. Wow. Which is unbelievable. Flying cars, they're talking about that, but they don't think logistically with the air traffic control, how that's even going to uh-huh. happen. It'll happen. Eventually, Eventually. I would imagine. Um, we're going to control devices via microtrips implanted in our brains. That's a that's a scary Ooh. one. Yeah, right? And then they're talking about these new, these new OLED, OLED screens. Uh-huh. So our phones are going to be little pieces of plastic that you uh-huh. can bend and are flexible. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. And um, well, you'll be able when they have the driving, uh, the driveless cars or the cars that drive for you. Your computer screen will actually be the window of the car, so you can actually just work in the car on your computer screen and not worry about this anything. Is, this is like crazy Star Trek okay. stuff. The last one I got for us is a thousand dollar computer chip will have the power of the human brain. Oh my god! And it actually will, bucks. and actually it will use the power it has, unlike us using what ten percent of our brain. Yeah, we can't even mm-hmm. use the whole thing, yeah. so it surpasses well, humans we can. for just, a thousand uh, bucks. We don't know how to maximize it because our fear factor comes in, right? That's true. So yeah. I just, I just scared the bejesus out of myself on that what we're actually really looking exciting. at. Yeah, it's fun. Twenty twenty. And you're stuff. Gonna, the really exciting stuff is you're going to be alive forever. I'll probably be dead for a lot of it. I don't know. I mean, I'm scared for London's world. I'm like freaking I'm out. I'm excited for her. I, you know, <laughs> think about if you just compare us with uh, like Little House on the Prairie. I mean, it's really great to have been living in those times where an apple means a lot to you and a penny in your stocking is like everything. But would you choose to live in those times or would you choose to where we're living right now? I would choose every time you look back every decade, I would be right here where I am right now. And I'm so excited to hear all of these things that are coming up to the future uh, just to make the... Our, our experiences and our opportunity. And I think a lot of it, we're going to talk with Laura today, um, which kind of tees in a little bit, maybe not, but some uh, in, you know, really just being able to create the best space for ourselves so we can be the best person. And I think that all of the technology and the ease and the convenience with everything, there's there's challenges and opportunities. I choose to look at the glass half full every single time. So I'm really excited about it. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, that was really great, Keelan. (laughs) I wanted to share, since it is our first show, since Keelan told you, uh, last week was just a rerun, but um, it is our first show for 2020. And it it feels really good just to say 2020. It does. I can't remember the last time that, well, maybe in 2000, it felt really good to say 2000, but I just really feel good saying 2020 and it just flows out of my mouth so easily with a big smile on my face. And so all of you have already done your goal planning for 2020, correct? I hope so. Along with your goal planning, you've put together a marketing plan. And in that marketing plan, I'm sure you have some game changer ideas that are going to take your business to the next level. And so I thought it would be appropriate to share some ways that we can help you. Obviously, we can do your mortgage. That's what we are. We are your local mortgage experts. I do mortgage day in and day out, and it's the core of everything that I do. But there are a lot of other things that I've brought into my platform that are connected and inspired through mortgage being first. So I want to show you to share some of those platforms. 
obviously we're sitting right here and we have three guests today that are benefiting from this platform. This is a platform to be able to showcase your business. And this year it's a decade running. Really proud to be able to say that I've had the show for a decade. Keelan will be definitely with me for at least Forever. another decade. He'll Forever. actually all retire and he'll take over the show as the host. Wow. That's He'll pop crazy. some young guy over there or some young girl, whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know. We're not going to get it'll into be that your one. show. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you want to showcase your business, the reason I call it the money hour is because it's everything regarding money and it's really to help build you the best business so you can make the most money, maximize your time, have a better quality of life for you and your family, and allow uh, the time to give back to your community and do things that you're passionate about doing. So if you have a business that has anything to do with representing a quality of life through business or life itself, would love to give you the opportunity to showcase that uh, here, right, in studio on the Money Hour. And Victoria, our director of marketing and all the stuff that she does behind the scene to help you promote your appearance before and after the show is unbelievable. Also, uh, we have Power Hour Lunch and Learns every month where we bring a guest speaker in, uh, very strategically choose who uh, that we bring in to educate, motivate, and inspire our audience. Uh, the Power Hour Lunch and Learn, you can just go to Power Hour Lunch and Learn and spelled all out. So everything has spelled out. Power Hour, our lunch and learn every single month and you can register uh, for that and continue to get educated with great, great speakers. Uh, also, if you would like to be a sponsor of the Power Hour Lunch and Learn, that's an opportunity as well to sponsor your business in the amazing circle of business professionals uh, that we've created. I have, I've talked before about my one time your business eight week burn. It's a live virtual online course. It is complimentary. I will spend eight weeks with you complimentary in helping you create a business model at the highest efficiency level to really be able to maximize your time, minimize your efforts. Uh, it's educational, it's motivational, it's inspirational. It's great collaboration with other business professionals as well. Uh, it's every Wednesday from 3 to 4.30. Uh, again, it's virtual, it's live, you can do it anywhere. Um, so if you go to onetimeyourbusiness.com, you can register for my course that's coming up on January 22nd. We're starting week one. Uh, again, it's complimentary. There's only a few spots left, so get online and register for that. And then also I have, this is booked, but I just want to mention it because um, I have my Live Your Dream Now uh, retreat. It's my uh, next one's coming up on January 25th, but I'll be conducting those uh, throughout 2020 as well, probably every other month. And it's really focused on all my personal uh, growth exercises that I've personally done myself over the last 20 years that has made me the person that I am today. And I always say that nobody comes up with a brilliant idea. We're inspired and motivated by others. The brilliance is making it your own, implementing it into your life. And so I'm just passing on what I've learned in my last two decades that I've really put a lot of focus on personal growth. Uh, you can catch my uh, Coffee with a Superstar on Facebook Live. That's every Monday. And, and if you're thinking about real estate, uh, bringing in the best of the real estate uh, industry in, that's specifically what that show is for. I uh, also have my inspirational break. So you can look at that on podcast. I actually record that right after studio. Um, just head right into another studio and have some fun with that. It's just like a five minute, um, but every week just to get a little inspiration to put yourself in the best, best place. Uh, last shout out I want to do for 2020 to think about it. For anybody that's listening that is on a board of a non Nonprofit organization. I am an author of Journey With Me, which is based on my journey in life, my personal and professional core practices, obviously my, my personal journey to get to those core practices. Uh, I would love to give anybody that's listening today a complimentary copy of my book. So just uh, request that uh, through uh, the website, themoneyr.com, or reach out to the show by calling. Uh, but if you're in charge of a nonprofit or, 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 non organization or 
uh, part of a board. I know you have your keynotes lined up for 2020, but you're already thinking about your keynotes for 2021. My tragedy to triumph really is making a, a, a difference in people's lives. And I would love to offer that again, complimentary. A lot of the platforms and things that we do are complimentary. And the reason why is because it's our way to get back to our community. We do just fine in mortgages. But on that note, you need to support our mortgages so we can make money to continue to contribute complimentary Agreed. events, right? Agreed. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's our money chat for today. Coming up next on the money hour are there more jerks in the world now or is bad behavior on the rise? Laura Curry of Difficult Happens right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. The work you do is important. Your job is fast paced, the stakes are high, and so is the stress. You don't have time to deal with high maintenance disgruntled clients. That's why training your frontline staff to expertly handle a problematic client is critical to your business, your staff's work environment, and your bottom line. Are you ready to stop wasting time on high maintenance clients? Laura Curry is the answer. Reach out today, Laura at Difficult Happens. That's L A R A at DifficultHappens.com. I'm Laura, and if you want to set up every client experience to be the best, give me a call at DifficultHappens.com or on every social media platform, DifficultHappens.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money on 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, January 11th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I am your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It is a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can connect with us by going online at themoneyhour.com or call into the show at one 855 41150. Again, that's one 1150 And in studio right now, we have Laura Curry of Difficult Happens. Are there more jerks in the world now, or it is a bad behavior on the rise? Laura, I'm really excited to see what you have to say about this uh, uh, topic. You always give us a great tagline for the conversation we're going to have with you. Great to have you back in studio. It's so great to be here. Yeah, it's the journalist in me. I <laughs> love it. Love it. A little bit about Laura. Uh, she's a trainer, speaker, podcast, and author of difficult happens, how triggers, boundaries, and emotions can impact you every single day. With 27 plus years of experience in high conflict positions, she has a unique and intuitive understanding of why people act and react the way they do. She is passionate about helping people communicate in the increasingly reactionary world, make honest and meaningful connections, live with less stress, and establish strong boundaries. Laura, well, your title's got me interested. What's the answer? <laughs> Are there more jerks in the world or is bad behavior more prevalent? What's going on out there? I would say yes and yes. First of all, <laughs> there's just more people in the world. So, you know, you got the odds on that there's going to be more jerks in the world. Yeah. But really, when it comes to leadership and when it comes to responsibility, it's from the top down. And when you see bad behavior from your teachers, from your bosses, from people on TV. I mean, just think of all of the the live shows, you know, where you watch people. It's sort of that, what is it, Schoidenfrada, where you watch people suffer. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in Japan, that's pretty much their entire primetime lineup is watching people get injured. You know, it kind of brings in this negativity into the environment mm-hmm. and it has people behaving, you know, mimicking that behavior. 
So, Laura writes, why is that? Is it because of our young generation, like Keelan? <laughs> Just a bunch of jerks. <laughs> Everybody loves to blame the millennials, but I hate to tell you folks, this stuff started with the older generation. Yeah. It even started with the boomers. They used to call them the me generation. It was when people started to explore themselves. They started mm. to dive into, well, what does it mean to be me? Do I want to go along with the status quo? Do I, who am I? You know, a lot of the, the, self-exploration that happened during wartime where they started to question, you yeah. know, going along to get along. So that that me generation started doing a lot more personal development. And just like, you know, Newton's cradle, everything ebbs and flows. You always get personal develop, you know, without it, I wouldn't have a job. Personal development is the muscle that does the lifting for mm-hmm. professional development. Mm-hmm. You can't learn something about, you know, professionally uh, being at the height of your career without having a strong personal self, you know, a lot of personal development. Mm -hmm. So you need both. But then when it becomes to the exclusion of all others, to where it's a me, 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 well, that's when we run into trouble. Yeah, and the personal development is the foundation. It's the foundation that you need to support the growth that you want to see in your business. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of skewed because Tina's influence me in a great way. I don't notice as many jerks anymore because I really focus on not, I can't control the people around me, but I can control my attitude. So I go around in the world and I just do my best. Sometimes it's going to bother us for human beings, but I check myself and do my best to uh, to kind of reflect on what's happening and don't let it affect me. So um, I'm, sh- you know, it's on the rise, but I don't notice as much. Thank you, Tina. You're welcome, Keelan. <laughs> um, that's the kryptonite. You found the kryptonite. That's why he <laughs> walks around with a smile all the time. <laughs> I try. <laughs> if I just would have listened at, at West Queen Anne uh, grade school in playing soak them with my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say, yeah. bounce stuff me and <laughs> sticks you to go. you. There's a reason if that I would term. have known. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> so is that the answer to deal with bad behavior? How can you, what can people do to help if you're out there and, I mean, that's my kryptonite, I guess, but what are your, what's your thoughts and feedback on that, on what people can do to try to get it to not affect them and, you know, stay positive? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it really is kryptonite. If Mm -hmm. you just, first of all, take a beat, because whenever someone's angry at your face Mm -hmm. or whenever you Mm -hmm. see something that you really don't like, Mm -hmm. your first reaction is defense. You know, Mm -hmm. you want to put up your defensive and first of all, set this person straight on fight or flight, fight or flight, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. They call it the fight, flight, freeze or appease. Oh, I like that even better. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so there's four different reactions that we have. And, you know, I went to Franklin, so I'm (laughs) I'm a fight kind of gal, (laughs) but that's not the reaction. A tiny fight type of gal. That's right. It's that Irish in me. Uh (laughs) Watch out. Watch out for those tiny white girls. (laughs) Especially the Irish ones. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you just, first of all, don't get so defensive. Just take a beat. Mm -hmm. Because in reality, 98% of every angry person, every angry interaction has nothing to do with you. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. It could have been the I-5 traffic. It could have been the fact that they just lost their job. It could be that they didn't didn't get sleep or they have a puppy at home Mm. that won't let them sleep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Could be anything. So, you know, don't match defense with defense. Yeah. And I I always say for for me, I, I focus on my positive triggers, which is little small things that make me happy all the time. And then it's, it's, you know, that makes it really easy. And then I just come from a place of compassion because just like you said, you never know another person's space and what they're in. And it actually helps you to come from such an authentic compassion to where you feel so bad for them that they just don't get it 
yet. Mm-hmm. And our we sometimes people don't realize is our reaction. We're actually have to be accountable for the life of somebody else and many lives because how we react to somebody could have a ripple effect in a very negative way if it's not a good um, uh, response to it. But if you give them a smile when they're really angry or doing something wrong, that can have a ripple of effect of, wow, that was really great. Maybe I should try some of that. So Laura, let's talk about your three top mistakes that you see people make. Yeah, the first one is getting defensive, mm-hmm. getting defensive and assuming that it is a judgment on you. Yeah, because even, you know, I, I hate to tell you, even if it is a judgment, you know, what if someone says, hey, you, I don't like your gray hair yeah. or wow, you've gained a little bit of weight. It's all a judgment that's still about them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it, do you like your yeah. hair? You know, do you like the weight you've gained? Maybe. Or the money hour. <laughs> that show is terrible. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But if you love the product that you're putting mm-hmm. out there, then you can get curious. Yeah. You know, you can be like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Or yeah. you can just say, neat. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to take in that anger. And the second thing is don't make assumptions on what people are thinking or feeling yeah. or, you know, just ask. Just ask the question, clarify and verify, Mm -hmm. because when you assume it leads to defensiveness, which leads to judgment, which can start that cycle of conflict, which you never want to happen. And the third is ignoring the little things, ignoring Mm. the micro boundaries. You know, you want to make sure that you check in. If you get a little twinge of something, then you want to make sure that you don't just let it dissipate You know, let it disappear. Laura, can you give us, and we talked about micro boundaries, and I thought that was so interesting last time we had you on the show. Can you tell us a little bit more about breaching micro boundaries and how that can kind of inch in and affect you? Yeah, you bet. You know, everybody knows about boundaries. They're big boundaries. Mm-hmm, you know, if mm-hmm. I come at you and I'm trying to steal your, you know, steal your wallet or something. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know, you got to put Or the donuts boundaries. that Gina's brought us today. <laughs> Don't come right. over here and steal my donut. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, I dibbed that one, though. <laughs> but it's the little tiny things, the micro boundaries that we kind of just let slide. And those are the boundaries where they create a crack that opens a fissure for manipulative people to walk mm-hmm. right in and walk right over your boundaries. So it's the saying yes when you really meant no. It's the contract parameters that you have that then get skewed a little bit. It's people or clients who are expecting more from you that you're not willing to give and continue to push and push and push until you push back. Those are micro-boundary breaches that you really want to watch out for. So let's talk about um, the what's bad about just a good enough employee Mm -hmm. in the workforce. Mm -hmm. Well, especially in this day and age. And actually on my podcast, I started doing case studies Uh just to show people how one bad employee, one toxic employee Mm -hmm. can ruin a company. It can bring an entire company down. I mean, you look at what's happening at the University of Washington right now Mm. with the police department. You look at the Away scandal, which is the luggage company that was CEO and co-founder had to just step down. When you have someone who is just phoning it in or is real marginal, maybe they're not really even bad. Well, the rest of the employees that are going the extra mile, the employees that who really love the mission, vision and values of your company are looking at that and going, well, we get paid the same. We get the same parking spot. You know, we get the same accolades. Well, why am I going the extra mile when this person is being tolerated and this behavior is being allowed when it's never addressed? Yes. 
So, Laura, what do you mean when you're uh, about training your staff to deal with people? You mentioned dealing with people. Yeah, because bad behavior is on the rise Mm -hmm. and because so many people are at a heightened emotional state, Mm -hmm. when you're in a high conflict or high stress field like real estate or mortgages or as a first responder, nurse, I mean, frankly, I think even sales nowadays, it has clientele that comes to them already triggered. And when you're already triggered, you're defensive. You're mm-hmm. at a higher emotional state. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to identify what that person needs. Are they a perfectionist? Are they a controller? Are they a pleaser? Are they an avoider? Are they a victim? Talk to that. Talk to their fear and just bring everything down. Calm everything down because the real person is in there. Yeah. But if you're frontline staff does not know that, you're going to create a horrible client and you're going to create a bad experience for that client who is going to get on Yelp, who's going to get on Google reviews, and you don't even know it. You're in your office back there really crushing it. But if your frontline staff doesn't know it, then you could be creating a bad client experience. So true. So Laura, let's uh, jump into your book really quickly here, Difficult Happens, How Trigger Boundaries and Emotional Impact Every Day. You talk about the impact trigger reactions that we that we all, that are in all of us. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? Basically, you we are triggered all the time. Mm-hmm. We are triggered positively. Oh my gosh, I'm at, the, I'm at the studios. I'm so excited. I always have a great time here. And that's the way I was triggered when I first uh-huh. walked in. The bonus was the show that was happening exactly. in the lobby. That was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm triggered automatically to think I'm yes. going to have a great time. So I'm having a great time. What if this wasn't a great time? Yeah. You know, but my body doesn't know that. It's ready for a great time. That's yeah. a positive trigger. A negative trigger is you see that client, that client who doesn't mm-hmm. stop calling yeah. and always oh, showing up in your email. or what. You automatically are triggered and you're triggered to an emotion, mm-hmm. joy, happiness, anger, regret, you know, whatever it is, trepidation. So you need to check the facts on that. But those are happening in us all the time. And the very last thing is the emotion, the feels. Mm -hmm. It shows up in our body. Our body keeps the score of every single thing that we feel, whether it's joy, whether it's fear, whatever it is. So those impact you every single day. And if you want to know how to deal with it and how to navigate it, check out the book. Love it. So, Laura, um, let's say you've triggered somebody. You've been triggered, and I love that word of triggers, and it's Mm -hmm. so cool how Tina taught me how to control my triggers. Mm -hmm. So it's always positive, which is the ultimate goal. We're not perfect, but Mm -hmm. what can you do about it if if you've noticed that you've affected somebody or they're affecting you in breaking those uh, micro-boundaries? The very first thing is to slow down and take a breath Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and ask questions. You know, give them time to process verbally. Sometimes when someone's triggered, well, always when someone's triggered, it's immediate, it's visceral, and it's physical. So just giving them space and time. And if you feel that they're open to it, do some clarifying and verifying. You could even say, wow, that came out really rudely. I so didn't mean that. What I really meant to say was we can always get a backseas because we all make mistakes. And so we are more willing to forgive other people for making mistakes. Yeah. Great, Laura, Think great advice. Thank you um, so much. And thanks for coming in. Look forward to having you back on a, another topic. The information that you're sharing with the world is so powerful and it's so important because like you said, everybody has the negative and the positive. Mm-hmm. And majority of people are stuck in that negative where you could just learn some techniques and how to communicate better and how to draw to be your best self from your positive triggers your day and every day moving forward will be a lot better. So, Laura, thank you. Really appreciate you coming into studio. Thank you. It's always a great time. And coming up next to the money, our real estate strategies for success. We have Gina Madea right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. 
Is one of your New Year's resolutions to achieve the dream of home ownership? Let Gina Medea with Windermere Real Estate help you make those dreams come true. As a top producing real estate agent, she has the experience and know-how to help you navigate the complex Seattle and Eastside real estate market with clarity and confidence. As a former athlete, Gina puts her competitive nature to work to craft a winning offer strategy to land the home of your dreams or achieve maximum exposure and top dollar for your listing. With home ownership being the most powerful drive of wealth accumulation at both a personal and community level, you owe it to yourself to work with a trusted advisor with proven results. So stop paying someone else's mortgage and let Gina Medea and Windermere, the top brokerage in the Pacific Northwest, help make your real estate dreams come true. I'm Gina Medea with Windermere Yarrow Bay, and it would be my privilege to either help you buy or sell a home. So feel free to reach out to me today at 425-495-0926. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour on 1150 AM, KKNW, the January 11th show, which is Saturday. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are your local mortgage experts. We're here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show or answer any questions that you may have. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now for the first time, I always like the first time guests, we have Gina Medea, Real Estate Strategies for Success. Gina, thank you so much for joining us for the very first time. Great to be here to kick off 2020. Love it. And a little bit about Gina. Real estate transactions can be challenging and stressful, but Gina's approach is simple. She helps you make informed decisions with clarity and confidence. She'll orient you to the market, educate you on the process, help you find the right home and craft an offer that honors both the financial capability and risk tolerance. Gina's experience and work ethic, business acrim and professionalism set her apart. At Chase and Microsoft, she was consistently a top performer and participated in Microsoft's exclusive high potential program. Her people and program management skills enabled her to balance the human and process side of a real estate transaction to ensure your success. In her second year, she achieved nearly $50 million in sales, making her the top producer at her firm locally and number four in the nation. On that note, I'm going to Victoria reach out because we definitely need to have you on our Coffee with the Superstar because it is strictly for the best of the best, which you are. Congratulations on your success, Gina. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah Gina, way to go, rock star. Woo-hoo. So <laughs> after all that success, I mean, 25 years in corporate America, um, you decided to shift into real estate. Tell us why you decided to make that transition. I, I did. It was kind of honoring what I feel was always in my DNA. Mm-hmm. Growing up outside of Philadelphia, my mother was a real estate agent. But even my grandparents had bought and sold a lot of properties, which make up now what is all of modern day Atlantic City. Wow. So it was sort of before the gambling thing. But uh, yeah, I still have um, newspaper clippings of, of the properties that they bought and sold. So wow. I feel like it was something that I was always meant to do. Even before HGTV, which I cannot even watch anymore, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's my life. But 
growing up, I was always wanting to go to open houses, help my mother fill flyer boxes. So it was always something that I was passionate about, but didn't think um, I could make it my own. Mm-hmm. So after 25 years, like 20 at J.P. Morgan Chase, which mm-hmm. really gave me a great foundation on the financing side of things, and then five years at Microsoft, which oriented me deeply to the to the tech personality, which of course is very different than yes. those in the financial space, I decided, you know, I was sort of done with corporate America <laughs> and it was time to live my dreams. So I took that leap of faith and uh, decided to help others achieve that dream of home ownership while pursuing my passion. That is so awesome, Gina, because I know a lot of people are, are stuck where they're at because they're afraid to take that risk and they're afraid to reach for what they truly want, what they're passionate about. And then there are a lot of people that do take that risk, but they don't make it because the fear gets stuck and it gets in their in their way. And so they can never get past that. And, and without getting past that, you cannot be successful. So obviously having a financial uh, background is huge and the technology background and bringing that in uh, gives you a, a, a step up. But you have to be able to emotionally be prepared to be a solo entrepreneur. So how did that transition go for you? Because obviously you were successful in a very short period of time. Well, I pretty much don't let any obstacle stand in my way. And that acronym, false appearances, what is that? What is that? When we say fear, false yeah. evidence appearing real. I've exactly. never, never bought into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was a, me going into real estate was like a fish to water. I do think that that corporate background helped immensely. I mean, people management, process management, program management. Like if I've learned nothing from that experience as I apply it to real estate, it's it's recognizing that every transaction is different. Some are more or less complicated than others. But more importantly, at the heart of it all is a person. And, and finding a way to understand that person's needs and motivations and how um, those can be best leveraged and brought to light to achieve a shared goal, mm. in this case, they're purchasing a property. You know, that's what I did in corporate America. We have a project, we have a a shared goal that needs to be achieved. I will make sure that that happens. Yeah. So that combined with having also been a competitive athlete for most of my life, like there's not a goal I will not do everything to make sure it gets met. And that's the same. Uh, from my clients. Yeah, and isn't that interesting? It's, you know, when you look at people who are competitive as a child and they've done things like that, you know, they take it into, because they have that mindset, they have that confidence and they have that that uh, willingness to fight for what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you play in sports? I was a gymnast from age five oh. through to my junior year in college. Okay. And then after having my babies, I was bored and I wanted to do something again. And so the next thing I knew, I was competing in bodybuilding. No way. way. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so don't don't upset me. I might. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got a couple powerhouses in a, here. I know. I was going to beat us up over Nobody here. Nobody messed with us. I'm going to bring the girls along. And they're going <laughs> to have some problems. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about, I mean, t- 2020, first show of the year. Let's talk about uh, real estate in 2019. Uh, pretty Oof. interesting considering the, the how crazy it was and then the inventory. I mean, it just went all over the place, really. Um, tell us a little bit about the surprises that you thought about in 2020 or 2019 and kind of your perspective of the year real estate. Yeah, sure. And I think it's important to sort of take stock of what happened in 2019, because as you've mentioned, first show of 2020, 2020 is upon us and it's mm-hmm. already starting to feel very different. Um, in 2019, it, we noticed a, a big shift uh, in the market and I think it defied a lot of um, predictions and came as a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um uh, to many buyers and sellers alike had become quite accustomed 
to the multiple offer frenzy, yep. houses selling for 5, 10, 20% or more over the asking price. And then on top of that, to add insult to injury, buyers were assuming all sorts of risks, yeah. right? They were waving financing. Waving $50,000 earnest money on everything. All day long, mm-hmm. right? Um, where, you know, ordinarily those would be protected by contingencies. So that became um, kind of uh, the norm. But then interest rates started to creep up. Mm -hmm. And as I'm sure you know, you guys are um, mortgage professionals, there had been some talk that we might max out at around 5% Mm -hmm. before 2019 ended. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen, right? So suddenly, interest rates started coming back into what everyone was excited about, right? Anything below four. But inventory had creeped up. Meanwhile, the buyers, who were pretty much over the craziness of the multiple offer frenzy, were like, yeah, you know what? I'm hitting the pause button. Like, mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah. Geopolitical concerns, stock market turmoil, mm-hmm. tariffs, trade wars, HQ2. Like, yeah. what's that going to do, right? My God, there's going to be a recession. Um, the, the buyers hit the, the pause button. So even though interest rates had come down and inventory had gone up, it didn't spur the level of buyer activity that we had expected. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, sellers were still expecting all of that, Mm -hmm. right? So homes were taking longer to sell. They were getting frustrated, often having to do price drops before getting under contract. So it was quite an interesting tension and dynamic in 2019 that I don't think we were expecting. Yeah, definitely not. And I think there's always some shift in something that happens that is unexpected. But yeah, that was a lot and a big shift. So we talked about how that impacted the buyers and the sellers uh, for 2019. What about 2020? What do you see coming forward in this amazing year that we all have coming? Well, you know, the shift has already started to to happen. Um, inventory is shrinking. I think the MLS um, reported, and, and the Seattle Times actually ran this in an article yesterday, that the inventory that we had in 2018 was at its lowest level. Sorry, what year are we in? 2019. <laughs> yeah. Just two days yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> that. Uh, what day is it? Who am I? Exactly. Right. So the, we had the lowest inventory in December of 2019 than we have seen since Feb of 2018. So wow. already inventory is going down, and that's somewhat seasonal and to be expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the demand for housing has increased. I mean, we're looking at all of the major tech employers here adding about 30,000 jobs. Mm-hmm. We have over 4 million um, in square foot of office space across Amazon, Google, and Microsoft alone. So we are bringing highly paid talent here, and they need a place to live. Yes. Um, so uh, 2019 is already off to a start. Multiple offers are back. Um, offer deadlines are back, and they're being met because I flagged those homes, and they do go pending on the, on the review date. Um, so I think we need to buckle up and be ready for a very busy um, buyer and seller season. I think uh, sellers need to make sure that their home um, is, is presenting in its best light and that they're realistic about the price that their home can command. So for... 2020, the year of clarity, they call it, 2020 vision, right? Mm. What, can our, uh, what can our buyers be focusing on as far as strategies to ensure that they're going to be successful in closing the, in uh, selling their homes? Well, I think you'll or like... buying their home, I should say. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. no, it's a good question. I think it's really important because yeah. there's going to be a lot of activity in that space. And I think mm-hmm. you'll like the answer, and it's the first thing I always tell my buyers, most important thing that they can do is align themselves um, with a, a good mortgage lender. Amen. Right? Amen. Well, the, we, the best. We're right <laughs> the here. The best. You're right exactly. here. Like, I've already taken your picture and, you know, but for sure. I mean, and you know this. And I think, too, that, that with um, the, the market heating back up, the choice in lender is going to be scrutinized again, right? 
sellers agents want to work with lenders who they can trust, who have a reputation of closing on time, keeping the parties informed throughout the process, can get their clients fully underwritten, yeah. et cetera. That's going to be so key. And the thing that's interesting, and this is, I think about Laura and Triggers, you know, when clients are all about interest rates, I'm like, interest rates aren't everything, trust me. Mm-hmm. The reputation of that lender, their ability to, yeah. to get you further down the line than, you know, just a regular prequal is important. Obviously, getting aligned with an experienced real estate agent that knows how to handle mm-hmm. these market nuances is going to be key. Someone that has um, reputation, experience, and good relationships with other brokers. I mean, sometimes that gets the deal done. Just yes. knowing that you've worked with that person yep. in the past, you can trust them to get it over the finish line. I think buyers need to be willing to compromise. Unless you're building a custom home, there are going to be some things about a home that aren't perfect for you. Yeah. So get clear on what your priorities are. Be willing to compromise on the such, rest. Such great advice, Gina. We've got uh, about 30 seconds oh, left dear. here, but I want to make sure that the listeners, uh, because you are the best of the best of what you do, and it's really critically important in buying in 2000 and 2020 that you're working with great people. So one thing that sets you aside from the thousands of real estate agents that are out in our local market. I, I think my drive and the fact that I just don't phone it in. I never have. I don't know how to do it. When I do something, it's it's you know, at at the top of my game. And I am tireless, I'm fearless, and I am absolutely committed to making sure both my buyers and sellers achieve their goal, whether it's getting the home in their dream, getting top dollar uh, for their listing. That's what I'm all about. And that's how I'm here to help you. Love that, Gina. Thank you so much for uh, coming and We look forward to having you come back soon. As do I. Thank you so much. And if you want to connect with our guests, you can go to one 855 or online at com. And our last guest in studio today, we have Susan Shaler, Edward Jones, who's helping you captain your financial ship and protect your money from long-term care, costs, and taxes. Right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Are you on track to achieve all of your financial goals? Are you trying to balance saving for your retirement and for college? Not to mention life and disability insurance or long-term care costs. And what about retirement without worrying about running out of money? You need someone you can trust to help you create a plan for all of these things. Susan with a Z, Shaler at Edward Jones in Shoreline helps families just like yours create a plan to achieve all their goals. Susan Shaler at Edward Jones has degrees in both finance and accounting from Seattle University and specializes in tax-free planning. She can help you determine if you have enough insurance coverage to protect the people you love the most and protect the money you've worked so hard to save from long-term care costs and taxes. Edward Jones has been in business for almost 100 years and is an independent partnership that has been rated as the top in client satisfaction many times. You can trust Susan Shaler and Edward Jones to partner with you for your lifetime. Hi, this is Susan with a Z Shaler, financial advisor with Edward Jones. My office is located in Shoreline right next to the YMCA at 192nd and Aurora. You can reach me by calling 206 542 2599 or emailing me at suzan.shayler at com for a no-cost, no-obligation evaluation to help you see if you're on track to achieve your financial goals and dreams. Again, that's 206-542-2599 or please connect to Susan Shaler at Edward Jones via LinkedIn. I look forward to hearing from you. You're listening to The Money Hour 
with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money on 1150 AM KKW, the Saturday, January 11th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. You're a local mortgage experts. It's a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. And if you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can call the show at 1-855-400-1150 or go online to themoneyhour.com to talk with any of the guests that we have on the show today. In studio right now, we have Susan Shaler of Edward Jones, who's helping you captain your financial ship and protect your money from long-term care, cost, and taxes. I love your topic uh, introduction there, and I'm just very excited, excited, Susan. Thank you so much for joining us in studio today. Thanks, Tina. Well, I really appreciate being here. Yes, it's going to be a really great show. And a little bit about Susan. Susan is a financial advisor with Edward Jones, and she wants to understand what's important to you. She uses an established process to build custom strategies to help you achieve your goals, then partner together throughout your life to help you keep on track. After earning degrees in accounting and finance from Seattle University, Susan worked with 20 years as an accountant and tax professional before joining Edward Jones in 2013. Her background allows her to specialize in tax-free and tax-efficient planning, potentially saving you money in taxes. You deserve to work with someone who you can trust and help you eliminate the money worries that may keep you up at night. Susan offers complimentary evaluation to help you see if you are on track to achieve your goals and dreams. Susan, this has a special place in my heart. I I, uh, came from this world as a financial advisor myself. So um, very important work that you do and good on you because really our generation especially and those before us really need it. So good on you for that. Um, Tell our uh, listeners a little bit more. What is a financial advisor and what do you help uh, your clients do? What What is the whole financial advisory path? Thanks for asking. I use an analogy with clients of us partnering together to captain their financial ship Waters are sometimes smooth, but occasionally a hurricane comes by and you need to have a plan for that. The first step when working with prospective clients or clients is getting an understanding of what and who are most important to them. As you mentioned, I use an established process to create and protect a plan to help folks achieve their goals. The final step is reassuring to clients to know that we will partner together for their lifetime to make sure they stay on track. Wow, that's a really good uh, explanation of what you do. And I really I, I really love the captain your financial ship and protect your money from long-term care and cost and taxes because, yeah, there can be hurricanes out there. But when you have a great advisor that knows uh, their job well and is really looking out for all those options for you, um, it's kind of hard to go wrong. So you mentioned creating a plan to achieve your client's goal. I'm assuming that it's going to be quite different for every one of your clients. Is that correct? That is, Tina, yep. As I mentioned, although I use the same established process with all my clients, that makes sure I don't miss anything. But after that, 
Each individual or family's goals are very different. So each plan is customized to achieve those personal financial goals. And then again, we just keep in touch over the years to make sure we're on track. Yeah, and you know, same thing in the mortgage business. I mean, Keely and I go through the same process every time, same process every time that we have a consultation with clients and the same process behind the scenes is the same to make sure the process goes smoothly, but it's tailored and very unique and specific per individual. So love that. It's always interesting too, because you never get two that are exactly the same. Like everybody's got nope. their own own specific, it's like a story problem, you know? Story and, problem. And everybody's, what's important to one person is never important to the next. And so it's uh, it's very important that you get a custom plan set up. Um, Susan, what are you seeing as far as top concerns from your clients these days? Really big question for a lot of people that are approaching their retirement years is, are they going to run out of money? Fortunately, at Edward Jones, I've got forecasting tools to really help people see what the financial future might look like all the way to age 95. Because in my world, everybody lives to their 95. I do not want them to run out of money. (laughs) The other big question for folks with children is, can they save for both retirement and college? So I use the analogy like on a plane to put on your own oxygen mask before you put on that of your children. So focus on your making sure your own retirement picture is in really good shape before you work on maybe stuff for your kids. The other big concern, especially for prospective clients, is they're really nervous when they come in. And occasionally I'll hear um, directly that they're embarrassed about their financial situation. It's such a common concern. I actually start all my meetings by letting folks know that my office is judgment-free zone. And although we can't change the past, we can make a positive difference going forward. And just knowing that makes people feel so much better. Yeah, and that's it's so important because it's it's kind of like uh, when you're hiring a coach or a counselor, similar with mortgage as well, because we're getting into finances and personal situations. And there's very few people that can actually nail that space in creating that okay space for them to open up and not to have that embarrassment of something's not perfect. So um, I love how you do that, Suzanne. You also mentioned about uh, the systems you have to really forecast what's going to happen in the future and technology is really huge. Um, And so outs, you know, other than that, on top of just having the top of the line technology, what sets Edward Jones aside from different financial companies? Great question. When I decided to move from taxes and accounting, I actually did a lot of research of companies, large and small, who provide competent financial planning advice because I knew I needed it for myself. My dental hygienist, Becky, said words that changed my life forever. She said, I have an Edward Jones lady and you should talk to her. I love the fact that Edward Jones is really unique in the financial industry. We're a private partnership. This is not a franchise and we're all employees and eventually employee partners. I'm proud to tell clients and prospective clients that Edward Jones has, again, been ranked number one in client satisfaction. Additionally, we are highly rated for employee satisfaction and training. So we've got happy clients, happy, well-trained employees, and all of that makes a really good match. Love that. That is fantastic, Susan. And Clients a lot of times miss the bus on the taxes part of that, and you came from a tax world. So tell some of our uh, listeners, how do you help? How did you transition now into helping customers with taxes in the financial advisory world? 
Well, obviously, I didn't lose all that knowledge of 20 years of backhanded <laughs> right? taxes. Yeah. So I'm bringing that to the table. And basically, that knowledge base allows me to specialize in tax-free planning. So there's investments that are tax-free. There are accounts that are tax-free or tax-deferred. And there's also insurance options that I think many people forget that not only offer protection with the insurance, but can help create tax-free income in retirement. Everyone can use help with one or several of these strategies to save money on taxes, legally, of course. Of course. Um, so, and, and how do you help your clients protect their savings from potential long-term care costs in the future? You know, so if, if one of your clients needs long-term care, either at home or in a facility, how are you helping them and helping their family with that option? That's really important to remember also that long-term care isn't just a senior issue, that folks have accidents, illnesses, Mm -hmm. and all sorts of things that require long-term care. And essentially, people have three basic choices to pay for long-term care expenses. They can save a lot and use their personal savings. Keep in mind, though, that costs range in Seattle from eight to $15,000 a month That'd be memory care. I know. Some folks do have traditional long-term care insurance. The problem with that is premiums can go up over time. And if you never have a need for that insurance, all the money that you paid to that insurance company is gone. A great third option is a hybrid of life and long-term care insurance. At some point, you may need long-term care services. But we know for certain, unfortunately, that at some point you will pass away. The hybrid insurance will pay a tax-free long-term care benefit, or it will give your family a bucket of tax-free money when you pass away. My clients love knowing the money they pay an insurance company will eventually return to them all tax-free. I love that. That's, I mean, whole life, if you create it, if you follow the rules... Little disclosure there, it can grow tax free, you can withdraw it tax free. Really cool little vehicle. Uh, long term care, one of those things I actually just quadruply confirmed with my parents about long term care because that is so scary. That could be such a huge mm-hmm. amount of money, it could deplete everything that you have. So, I mean, if you haven't checked off that box, call Susan, you know, call our experts, call the show, and go get yourself and especially check your parents out because that's on you, kids. Uh, so <laughs> make sure you do. But anyways, um, let's talk about uh, ne- high net worth clients. Uh, do you work with high net worth clients in that type of category? or Absolutely, yes. I consider clients high net worth. I often get that question, what does that mean? Um, if we can see they have saved more than they will ever spend in retirement, I would consider them high net worth. These clients have much more complex needs And my background in taxes really helps out here. I also have the resources of a special team at Edward Jones with attorneys, CPAs, and estate planners we can partner with um, for clients over $2 million in accounts with me. That's another benefit, I think, of working at Edward Jones, a huge company. We have over 40,000 employees and many teams of specialists to assist our clients. Yeah. So, Susan, how do you know if you have enough life and disability insurance? Really common question again, Tina. As a mom and a daughter, I strongly believe you have to consider protecting the people that depend on you most. We have tools to show our clients how much life, disability, and long-term care insurance they need to protect their savings and their family from something bad happening. 
Is there anything that you do differently with seniors when, you, when you're working with a senior client? Well, I love working with seniors, and it goes back to my favorite person on this earth, my grandma Queenie. She was a huge positive influence in my life. And I find that incorporating family members, kids, grandkids, also CPAs, attorneys, real estate agents like Vivian, care specialists like Rose, really give seniors a lot more confidence making decisions. So, Susan, as we're wrapping up our time, we've got uh, less than a minute here on the show. How do people get started working with you? Everyone, I believe strongly, is entitled to advice from a competent financial planning person. As a service to my community, I offer a no-cost and no-obligation evaluation to help people see where they stand and give them some specific advice, especially to save money on taxes. If it seems like a good fit for both of us, we can move forward. Susan, thank you so much for coming in. It was really a pleasure to interview you and have the wealth of information that you could share with our listeners. Thank you both so much. And this is your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Signing off for the day. Thanks for listening. And we'll be here same time, same place next weekend, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.